The following is brought to you by Will Harris, Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for December 10th, 2021. Your old pal, Justin Robert Young. Yeah. We've got a, a bit of a mixed bag here today on, on the show. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about death threats. Death threats to congresswomen has been a, a, a big topic over uh, the last seven days, we are going to get in to that. We are going to talk about whether or not the congressional Democrats in the House will succeed in stripping their third representative on the GOP side from all of her committees. And we will get in, in, into the nitty gritty. Uh, you know, this is one of these interviews at the end of this that isn't like capital P politics, right? This is a a, a lowercase p politics in, in the way that everything is politics. But we've talked so much about the supply chain. We've talked so much about the macro, the economy, that, that gigantic amorphous ball of numbers and emotions that we call the economy. But I wanted to bring you guys into a micro position. And this is something that I know a little bit about because the person we will talk to is a good friend of mine. And I've heard the plight of uh, uh, this man's store for the better part of a year and change. His name is Brian Brushwood. He is my co-host on the uh, Great Night comedy show. He, I also work with him on the World's Greatest Con podcast, but the way that he really makes his money is on a web store called scamstuff.com. And there's a lot that goes into what state we are in currently with the supply chain, the ability to not get the things that you need. So we go way in depth on that. Hopefully you guys like it. And, you know, we don't have to talk about the Build Back Better bill for the 19,000th time. All of that. But first. You know, a few weeks back, we had our friend Andrew Heaton on. And he was describing what it's like to work in the office of a congressional representative. And there was some fun stuff like uh, how you could always make sure that you could get orange juice for your hangover if you went over to one of the Floridian offices because they always had orange juice and uh, people would always know that they could maybe purloin a steak from one of the Midwestern ones. That's fun. Then there was the not so fun. 
And specifically, what we talked to him about was, and this is when he was there, his representative was in the middle of a big vote. It was Obamacare at the time. And he was a blue dog Democrat, meaning a Democratic representative in a otherwise conservative area. And turns out calling your congressman, calling your congresswoman is something that does help move the needle if you live in their district, that is. But sometimes you get some kooks. As Heaton described it, they're almost always outside of the district, but the further outside, the more that you are going to get somebody who is going to act, well, to use a euphemism, uncivil. Cursing, yelling, screaming, using degrading and violent imagery in an expression of their distaste, almost usually on stark partisan lines. I bring all this up because we have recently seen firsthand some of the ugliness represented to us by Heaton in living modern color. Indeed, Ilhan Omar, one of the squad and certainly one of the most outspoken members of Congress, played one of her death threats for the world to hear. Here is that clip. Come get a Muslim piece of jihadist. We know what you are. You're a traitor. You will not live much longer. I can almost guarantee you that. That same week, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the GOP representative, went on Twitter and played not one but a medley of death threats that she has gotten into her office. Here is one of those. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that this kind of stuff, when we are talking about murder and we're using very, very gendered language, it kind of rubs everybody eh, the wrong way. You know, when you hear these kinds of the visceral threats, the ugliness without dilution, I guess, aside from bleeping the cursing, it just hits you different. Now, no one should get kudos for saying that this is awful and no one should do it. However, it did give me a thought. What if we published a searchable public registry, including the audio files, of these death threats. So you get them into your office, you listen to them, and uh, you just forward them on. 
Record them, forward them onto an office, put it in an email, the uh, uh, death threats at uh, uh, whitehouse.gov or, or congress.gov. Boom. All of a sudden, it just goes up on a, a website. Maybe it's underneath the, the congressperson that you called, but it's labeled with your name. Let's say first name and your area code. I think that this would tell us a lot. And whether or not it's public, I do think that this data should be collated. And I do think that reports about this data should be published. How much of this is coming from outside of the districts? I would suspect the vast majority of it. Now, this would not stop people from calling using fake phone numbers or burner accounts or not using their real name. It would certainly almost immediately punish the dumbest of the folks who call in and do use their real name and do call from their actual personal phone number. Now, I don't think that this should necessarily be any kind of offense, right? As ugly as it is, free speech is free speech. You should be allowed to say even horrifyingly awful things to Congress people legally. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be shamed. To go back to our lesson with the Grinch last Friday, I do think that just looking at the outgrowth of this kind of empathy-devoid world is affecting. It it, it shows you that, that, you know... You don't want to be like these people, do you? I mean, I guess, God, I, I just really hope, I hope that when people listen to that, that that's what they think. Like that no matter how passionate you get about politics, you don't want to be this raving lunatic berating somebody on the basis of gender, ethnicity, or otherwise, and alleging death speculating on death, wishing for death, making direct threats that they will bring death. We have to draw a line somewhere. And again, I don't think it needs to be something that is punished per se by any kind of police or law enforcement presence. But I do think that there should be some kind of registry to let us know that this is happening and to let us know what it sounds like when it does. Sticking with the House, it appears that the congressional Democrats will not strip their third GOP representative of their committee assignments. Lauren Boebert appears to be safe after she made what many think reasonably, called uh, racist comments about Representative Ilhan Omar, specifically joking to a crowd of supporters if she was a suicide bombing threat. Does warrant mentioning that Boebert did call to discuss this matter with Ilhan Omar. That didn't go well. They then resumed sniping at each other on Twitter, and certainly the leadership of either of their caucuses seem to want to defuse this, you know, at least between the two of them. They're going to work it out. Let's go back in time. Marjorie Taylor Greene was uh, stripped of her committee assignments, largely based on things she did before she was a congresswoman. 
And as I mentioned before, Paul Gozar of Arizona was very recently stripped uh, of his committee assignments because he posted a dumb anime video wherein an anime version of him killed a gigantic monster anime style that had the AOC's face on it in a very crudely edited way. The anime character then anime leaped with an anime sword to an even larger anime monster with Joe Biden's head on it before the credits showed up anime style. Let me be clear again. I think what Lauren Boebert said was more distasteful than the dumb anime video. I think that that's easier to explain. Lauren Boebert joked with supporters that Ilhan Omar is a suicide bomber. Okay. You don't need to do the weasel word stuff that people are doing with the Paul Gozar video. That a manipulated video showing the death of AOC. Come on. Like, you know that it's not that big of a deal when you have to use the words there. You don't have to use crazy weasel words with this. You should One representative should not be joking about the fact that another representative is a suicide bomber. Okay? There's a line in the sand. Now, I think there's a reason why Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the House Democrats know that they can't strip Lauren Boebert of these committee assignments. And that's because if they strip three of them, that means that the Republicans will be looking for any reason to strip three Democratic Congresswomen of their assignments the second they do something that the possibly in majority late next year Republicans deem sufficiently out of out of line. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 just something that I I I really wish was would would be able to be handled in house with this. It it would have been a great thing to be honest with you if the the you know if Lauren Boebert was serious about clearing the air if she would have been able to. If at some point somebody would be able to say, hey, you know, we all have actual legislation that we would like to get to. This, you know, a grievance factory of our personal drama might be something that is 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 very titillating for clicks and and very uh, uh, followable on Twitter. But everybody does have actual policy issues that they would like to move forward on. But still, whenever you're talking about stripping committee stuff, you have to go about it. So there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get a PX3 fan in your life, a fun, unique, and personal gift for the holiday season, you can head on over to Cameo. Yeah, I'm on Cameo now. Look for Jury, J-U-R-Y, and uh, I will do a personalized video. Ask me about any politics stuff or anything uh, uh, that, that that you might 
uh, a like and, and I will give a shout out. I'm trying to turn these around as fast as possible. Might even record them here in my in my in my booth. You can see where all the magic is made in my 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 little Austin home studio. It's really really fun, and thank you to everybody who's already done it. If you would like to get on uh, on on the team, head on over to Cameo again. Uh, uh, resistant to inflation, no supply chain issues, delivered to your phone in uh, as fast as I can as I can figure them out. Uh, so there we go. Cameo, uh, uh, look for J U R Y. Of course, the biggest way that you can support the show and you can get bonus episodes of this program is to head on over to patreon.com, uh, or more specifically, take politics seriously.com. That is where uh, we've got our, our 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 premium service at three dollars. The three dollar tier, you get two bonus podcasts each and every week: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday show, and the late edition that comes out on Thursday. Indeed, when you're hearing this, I recorded this on Wednesday for Friday. But so if something happens. You know, Thursday's the day that uh, uh, the latest news gets discussed. So head on over there right now. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts each and every week. Our guest today is the host of the World's Greatest Con podcast, another dog and pony show production. He is the co-host of the Modern Rogue YouTube series. He is the co-host of the Great Night Comedy podcast and live stream. He is the owner, most importantly to this interview, of scamstuff.com, gear for the modern rogue. But over the last year, the conversations that I've had with my friend and creative compatriot, Brian, have been increasingly dire about his store. And while the supply chain issues can often be very, very large and very, very meta, the reality of what they look like from the point of view of somebody who is running a small online business can be very, very, very painful. So I sat down with Brian and we went through some of the nitty gritty details of what all of, you know, the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic and the supply chain issues have done to his company. And. We welcome to the show right now. Welcome to the show, Brian. Oh my goodness. It's so awesome to be here for the first time. <laughs> uh, uh, which is the last lie you'll tell. That's correct. On, Everything on else this. will be the God's honest truth. Everything else is going to be hand to God. Uh, uh, Brian, I, I hand you on because we had a realization that the supply chain is something that's been talked about a lot. We had our supply chain expert, Big Jim, on a few weeks ago to explain the kind of macro issues that are happening at the ports and shipping and stuff like that. But I thought it would be really, f 
well, I don't know, fun, but interesting for the listeners to hear the micro, which is beyond the only way that we can get, uh, uh, you know, the, the micro idea of a seller is somebody that's running their own store. So sure. Uh, 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 let's, let's start here. Uh, what do you run? And then let's, let's be as granular as possible. So people can kind of understand it beyond the marketing. Like, right. So, so, I, I suspect that the majority of the conversation about the supply chain is about established products that are or are not arriving on time. You know, like like we see the PlayStation 5s not being available at quantity due to the microchip shortages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's 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 the seeing detriment. Right. Yeah. What we don't see. And that's mostly consumer level. Correct. Because it's Correct. like, oh, I can't get a car. I can't get a PS5. Or, I can't or, or get toilet paper. Toilet, briefly, yeah. yeah. You know? uh, uh, but but what you don't see and, and what I would love to explore and try to kind of explain to anybody who hasn't thought about it is is the unseen detriment, because it's hard to get upset about the lack of a new product that you didn't know was going to come out could have come out if we weren't in the middle of this. And so uh, for those who don't know, um, uh, I guess we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of running scam stuff. Wow. I didn't even realize it's been that long. uh, 2012 was when we did the uh, Indiegogo campaign. And that's when I coined the phrase gear for the modern rogue. Yeah. It's a curated website with um, we wanted to make it like a uh, conmanswoop.com where it's like we would find something cool, buy a bunch of them and sell them and, you know, if we were able to get more of them, great. But all based on the idea of gentleman, warrior, scoundrel, it, it kind of everything that that Houdini, MacGyver and James Bond would would want to do. Yeah. Um, and so everything from kind of high end puzzle boxes to original decks of cards. We, we like everything to be storied and special in some kind of way, which means we do a lot of poking around looking for cool new products or having ideas for products that we could create on our own. Probably a third of everything we, we do is a complete original. And we just go out to, for example, uh, hey, you know what nobody does is a, a, a close-up pad that is so big and commanding that as a close-up magician, you you almost have a stage, right? So yeah. we go to upholsterers and when we, we say, hey, can you make something like this by this? And then, you know, we eventually figure out how to source it. And then we have a new product, the Rogues Arena, right? Uh, or uh, we take a magic trick and we uh, that that involves an outrageous amount of effort to buy legitimate books and surgically alter them yeah. in in legal but very labor intensive ways that cost hundreds of dollars, but allows you to do incredible mind reading stunts with them uh, and so on. Uh, and so th- the f- this is sort of a tale of two stories. Well, here, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you segment them. Okay. So let's start 10 years up till the pandemic. Right. What is the process by which you are finding materials and selling them? And what is generally the, we can guesstimate like a time frame between having an idea and shipping it out to the customer. Yeah. So especially as we got started, there would be maybe a third of the items were just cool things that we found on the shelf. Like, that's great. We should have our branded version of it, right? So yeah. we would buy it and etch it to, to make it uniquely ours, possibly put it in a bundle or whatever. So there's this constant shopping that would happen for clever ideas. Um, uh, uh, and 
it would be, I don't know, between 10 and 15 new products per year. Okay. And uh, it was this constant heartbeat. And uh, everybody who is on the email address, everybody who, or sorry, is signed up for the newsletter, or everybody who's watching week after week on the Scam School, Scam Nation channel and Modern Rogue channel could kind of, uh, each channel would have maybe three or four big pushes per year. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, th- we felt the squeeze by surprise last year, like everybody okay, hold else on, did. Hold on, before, before we get to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, uh, when you have this idea, because I want to break this down for people, because I know for you, it, it kind of goes this automatically. This is all Old Testament it's stuff very old to Testament me, yeah. stuff. Yeah, but just for people to understand, you are different from, let's say, a more traditional magic shop, like, and, and I'll name good examples of like Penguin Magic or, or Murphy's, or, or, Murphy's or, yeah. or something like that, uh, where they are buying in bulk Everything standards of magic, new magic tricks. Right. They're storing it in a big old warehouse and, and they are sending it out. And that is the, the role that they play in that specific thing. You want to be a beyond magic, but even then when you are interacting with, with any kind of, of product at all, right. It needs to be special on some level. So you can't just go buy a new magic trick and sell it the same way that Murphy sells it or penguin sells it or anybody else in the internet. It's gotta be a little twisted, a little different, a little personalized, a A little, little a little bit storied. Maybe it comes from somebody who, um, personally I have a relationship with who has been on the show. Hey, remember this guy, he did this thing. Uh, that was a great trick. He's, you know, we're getting, you know, yes, you could buy this somewhere else, but we're doing an addition that also includes, and you know, to, like you understand you're buying into our storied ecosystem. So as a result, we spend yeah. more time saying no to things than sure. saying yes. But when you do say yes, and this is, I, I'm sure that there are some people who are like, is this sponsored content? But like the, when you do say yes, the reason why I'm bringing up all the, the little things that you do is that every little thing takes extra time and often involves extra people and almost certainly involves extra shipping and extra labor and extra effort. Exactly. So it's like for every little thing, it's not, you know, even in these other situations where it might be, it might take longer to get a bunch of, of trick decks from China or, and, or special and that's pens put, that hide lock picks. In exactly. Them or whatever. Like it might, it might take longer. That's the only thing for some of these other stores. They just got to wait for that ship to come in. Literally, it gets to their warehouse. They start shipping it out. Right. All the stuff that you guys do, it's it's five or six little steps that then go into, you know, the number of pre-orders that you got. And then you can assemble it and then you can ship it out. So with that understood, now let's get to the pandemic. Where does this system that does have a lot of intricate steps begin to break down? So. We've been very good many years in a row, every year coming out with a new puzzle deck, uh, puzzle box, original deck experience. And year after year, we had hit this comfortable ebb and flow where people very clearly were like, oh, here comes holiday time. I know that my significant other loves these puzzle boxes. I'll just pick one up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were pretty good. So about, safe, safe to say that's your signature item. It's certainly our biggest one gotcha. year after year after year. Right. And then last year was the first time we got pinched in the middle because quite literally, and and again, we didn't directly have to deal with this, 
But we talked to our puzzle box manufacturer and we're like, hey, uh, why can't we buy this original box as fast as we would like? And his answer was, uh, well, uh, the wood comes from this particular tree that is harvested in Singapore. And I like it because it's got this flexibility. It's of this color and so on. Uh, literally, the wood is in a shipping container. It has not gotten to me. It's like, OK, well, as soon as it does. And now he when it does, he's scrambling hiring people last minute because again, there's that inflexibility of the holiday season and of release dates or whatever. And last year was the first time that just, just, you know, uh, 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 crap rolls downhill last year. We were like, look, we got to announce this thing, but there's no way we could ship it by Christmas. So then our scramble had to be, okay, what can we do? Uh, well, what we could do is if you buy it, we'll send you, you know, click here and we'll send you a personally signed card with a picture explaining yep. and a digital represent, you know, a, a journey. So, so that, you know, in a nice envelope. Isn't that what, what Kenner did for the Star Wars toys? Uh, kind of. Yeah. And, and they were in a sim- similar situation. Yeah. They, where they, they, they could not get it produced for Christmas. And they, so, so they you sent bought, an empty box basically. Yeah. Yeah. You bought yeah. like, I think it was like a, like a ticket or a, or a, some now, they, I think that's now like a collector's item, but because Star Wars became Star Wars. But. Right. Well, and so uh, we didn't love doing that yeah. last year and it was unpleasant enough to disappoint enough people. And uh, that's one of the things that as you know, this is the story of of a small business getting caught in the middle between consumers, you know, and, and the, the supply chain issues. But we kept in contact with everybody at all times and we were like, hey. They they're here. Now they're over here. Look, here's a a fun one minute video of uh, 40 of us all getting together doing an assembly party. But this one might be yours. Um, And it seems like in general, we preserved our reputation of making people happy. But this year, uh, you know, fool me once, (laughs) fool me twice. This year uh, we, we took drastic actions because disappointing people or or even running up to the edge of disappointing people yeah. was so unpleasant that uh, number one, I shut my mouth about new things that are coming up around the corner. Yeah. Number two, uh, I, uh, everybody was already rolling their eyes about black Friday creeping earlier and earlier. Uh, uh, like, like as though evil corporations are trying to cash grab early. Like we went to black Friday pricing in October and I said, unabashedly you're welcome yeah the reason we're doing this is because we don't want to disappoint a single one of you guys and then and then when black friday rolled around it it's been heartbreaking because there's probably four new products that we have four out of five ingredients but in good conscience you can't can't, sell them like that like like right now as we record this it's december 8th and and so that means domestically we could ship to to anybody in the United States and it'll arrive by Christmas. But uh, but, but as of literally this morning, uh, uh, I won't say what it is because I don't want to make this an ad. Uh, we we finally got the last yeah. ingredient. So so we are going to do a big marketing push of saying like, ha ha, Santa showed up. New product uh, ships today, literally today. <laughs> so I want to get back into something that you just mentioned, and that was the soft part of this that the consumer doesn't see that like even you found yourself 
changing the way that you would normally do your 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 PT Barnum like boys everybody going to be excited let's maybe do a modern rogue video your youtube series featuring this thing or Correct. talking about it, or at least in the theme of this thing let's go on the website let's write even if we can precede the idea that boy the picking locks is cool like like let's let's think holistically about that you have to stop all that not because you don't want to sell these things but because a, you don't know if you will be able to sell them and B, you don't know if you will be able to sell them at the most important time when people have tremendous hard deadline delivery expectations. Exactly. And last year I was guilty of making promises and scrambling. For the most part, we were able to get them out in time and and, and keep promises but this year, this is the one that's been truly horrifying where it's like I've I, like like a beaten puppy. I've learned to just not make promises, even though the ideas are forming. It's put us in this really rough position where I, I just keep my mouth shut. So there's the scene detriment to the supply chain crisis mm-hmm. of I ordered a thing and now it's not here. What's going on? But there's but the unseen part is the one that really breaks my heart because it's like, there was so much more I wanted to bring this year. Yeah. And, 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 and physically the whole world is upside down. Well, let's get to also the, the, the bottom line, because it's not just you bringing joy for your own happiness, right? You are, you are running a business. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, but we have not pre-talked about uh, how much you would or would not like to put out on, on, uh, on Front know, Street I'll, financially. I'll but like, like, like year over year, uh, picture a number of gross sales, Year over year for the last five years, we've done plus or minus 15 or 20 percent. You know, gotcha. uh, that's that's how big the swing has been uh, this year. So so sometimes bumper crop because you guys do all these boutique things. Sometimes more of the boutique things hit 15 up. Sometimes eh, not as many hit right. 15 down. Right. Correct. Gotcha. And uh, 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 percentage points. Uh, and yeah. then uh, this year, as we round the corner take uh, whatever one whole unit of what a normal year should be. And we have barely crossed over to 55% of that. So you are 45 down yes. from the year before. Yes. And it is not good. The quality of everything is just as good. The uh, uh, everything's run according to schedule with the notable absence of, uh, of because of su- supply chain restrictions. Normally there would be four or five, more products that we would have announced over the last year yeah. that straight up haven't been able to manifest. Now, having said all of this, uh, if you go to scamstuff.com, there's plenty of things today. Yeah. There's a new thing that, that we could ship. That's today, really cool. Uh, yeah. Which I'm very excited, which by the way, this is going to come out on Friday. So you can talk about it if you uh, want. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, I don't want to make it an ad, but, but, but just say the name of the product so okay. they know what we're talking it's about. It's a, it's, it's a rogue blaster. And basically, um, uh, you know, those pocket shots, the, that, that, uh, they're, they're like slingshots yeah. that fire. Big this ass. one fires a BB and you could take a child's eye out. Uh, yes, correct. Yes. It's not a toy, but, uh, more importantly, uh, they just invented this like manual reloader ring that you attach to the top. So it's like uh, almost like a semi-automatic, like you pull back, you fire and you go click, click. And then and you're then loaded reloads. with another yeah. one. And, uh, and because it's not a toy, that's why we're including modern rogue trading cards with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so literally selling to man children. Uh, yeah. it, it's going to look a lot like an awesome toy, <laughs> but, but, but we insist it's not a toy because it's not. Uh, uh, also we definitely blow up a lot of this stuff with it. It's pretty great. It's a pretty great. Uh, we were, we were, I was helping you with the, uh, with the, with the, with the video yesterday. It's very funny. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about Christmas specifically is 
normally in, in the online retail that I've been around, uh, you know, whatever you're, you're dealing with big products, but specifically with Christmas, when you're discounting things, you're moving a lot of units and you oftentimes, well, you don't, you always have to make these guesses. All right. I'm going to sell, you know, uh, 500 green power Rangers, right? Uh, you hope that you're trying to, to shoot a little bit over better to better to have a little bit, a few left over by, by the end than, than to be out of it. Because if you run out of it, then you've got to do the rush order right. to get more stuff, to make sure it gets in, to make sure that you can ship it out by Christmas. And that always comes with extra costs. It's eating in the already thin margins. Right. Uh, is that even possible? Like, like that kind of like rush reload. If, if things like, like these, these, these pop shot things that, that you're, that you're selling when they're out, are they just like out, out? Well, that's part of the reason that I feel good about this product is because they are sitting on a mountain of them. Their distributor is three hours North of here. So they're in Dow. So you don't have to worry about any kind of Chinese manufacturing. Exactly. Gotcha. And, and when, and, and, and as far as the trading cards, you know, we've, we're sitting on a mountain of them. We can have another mountain of them seven days Fairly from now. quickly. But, yeah. but this is how gun shy we have to be is that yeah. we have to know that we have a unique thing that we're first to market with. It's branded with our stuff uh, that we uh, definitely have. I mean, it just forces us into a less run and gun wild and woolly experience. Because in, in a bygone era, you could, even if you were getting stuff from China, you can always get it air shipped from China in a, in a regular world. Sure. Sure. You can get it air shipped from China. By the way, I had somebody DM me the other day when I was talking about the supply chain somewhere uh, that was in international logistics. And they were saying that normally when uh, uh, between the the literal slow boat from China versus air shipping. Yeah. It is 13 times more expensive to, to fly to airship, it rather fly than it. ship it. Now, because the boat has gotten so expensive because it is so in demand, it is only three times more expensive to do it. But it's not just the boat. It's the fact that all those airplanes aren't carrying tourists hither and yon and now all of a sudden you got a lot more planes that but are like, also, well, I got to do also, something. There's not enough of them either. Right. And so it's like, yes, it's only three times more expensive if you can get on the plane. Right. Which isn't any more of a guarantee than it is for the boat. Well, and this is one of those things. Uh, what's the quote from uh, 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 Maya Angelou? Uh, I found that people will uh, forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. And it's like, we got dangerously close. I think we handled ourselves admirably given the hand we were dealt last year. But, uh, I, I mean, it sucks to, to have all these awesome ideas for new stuff and, and have to sit on them until we physically get them and to know that that business is going to go elsewhere. And the worst part is it's probably going to go to somebody who still doesn't mind lying. That, that was one of the wildest things subjectively. Uh, and part of the reason I snapped was I finally ordered a new iPhone. It had been two or three years since I had uh, uh, upgraded. Yeah. And uh, I was accustomed to, you know, your targets, your Walmarts jerking you around your best buys with fake delivery dates or whatever. But uh, I went through like five pages to buy my iPhone. And on every page, it said estimated ship time, two to three days. And then only after I hit pay, did it say congrats. And then the fine print, like a month and a half. And wow. once what like, like Apple 
in general, you know, whether you're an Apple fanboy or not, I usually, think they, usually good about customer service. They, like they, that. Or at yeah. least they seem to care about their yeah. reputation and seeing them pull that move. I was like, Oh, this is all real. And so yeah. it, that, that was right around the time that I said, all right, black Friday is happening right now before Halloween. Let me ask you a, a holistic question about your business. Uh, Obviously, like we've rolled out the your business is based on the idea that you are dependent on a lot of different uh, uh, factors, both some domestic, some international. You are always looking for new ideas. Those new ideas can involve connections, domestic and international and many different levels that are going to be each affected by their own supply chain elements. Has that element throughout all of this given you any thought or pause on whether or not this is something that uh, uh, you want to rethink that maybe things should be a little bit more stable, even if it loses a little bit of, 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 of the luster. What, what it makes me want to do, if there's one lesson that I've learned is, uh, and I, I think, I think it's a solid strategy. Um, the strategy being create entertainment that engages people and make them want to buy into your world. Now, whether that buy-in is, you know, signing up for Squarespace with your promo code or whether it's, you know, Patreon, whether it's attending a live event or whether it's buying, you know, your, your stuff from your online store, they all know they're, they're supporting you and they're buying in on your story. Uh, but this year is when I realized that, uh, and it takes a lot of time to create this kind of content. I need to redouble my efforts in creating material that does not require physical fulfillment, like yeah. uh, books or exclusive videos, or, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm saying this half joking, but you and I should make a great night movie and shoot sure. it on eight millimeter and, you know, make it a very, you know, special pay-per-view experience because that's something that can scale that I don't have to wait for a boat to arrive yeah. for. Uh, and I think, I think if I'm having these thoughts, I mean, definitely I can't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm slower on the uptake than most. Well, I mean, but also you are in a situation again where it's like, it, it wasn't that you didn't want to put out a puzzle box. Right. It was that your puzzle. It wasn't that your puzzle box guy didn't want to sell you a puzzle box. <laughs> it was he literally wanted literally to sell. the wood it for the puzzle the box. Wood sourcer for the puzzle box. That is the reason that that very popular product on your site isn't going to be which there by, anymore. Which, by the way, I guess I could say, reading between the lines, uh, yes, we will have another puzzle box. Uh, just not because I can't make any promises yes. by Christmas. I, I have been notoriously zip lipped about the whole sure. thing. But I mean, all of this is, is uh, I, I, I wonder, I, you know, I think for you, I, I don't blame you for thinking about like, eh, what about direct downloads? What, what can I do that feels special in, in the direct downloads kind of field? Because, you know, uh, when you're talking about half of your business evaporating because of things that are totally out of your control. Right. Like, well, which, by the way, is the whole reason scary. that everything has been assembled the way it is, is because um, I, 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 you know how much I deeply value being diversified so that so that no one thing can screw me over. Uh, uh, I look at uh, YouTubers who they do daily content. It's easy, low fidelity stuff. They just turn it on. They talk. They have drama, whatever. And they believe that the alpha and the omega is YouTube AdSense. And, and I'm like, uh, if you truly are earning this much attention from people, 
you are an idiot if you're only relying on YouTube AdSense because YouTube AdSense pays pennies on the dollar yeah. for what you could do with branded deals, you know, get, you know, partner up with somebody you care about. Like I really do love my Raycons. So I never feel guilty about, you know, asking people to use Shilling that promo them. code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could be doing that every single episode. On top of that, there's some number of people who just want to pay for the ad free experience and, and donate directly through Patreon for bonus yeah. stuff. Uh, you, you, you should have, uh, 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 downloadable special behind the scenes things. And yes, uh, you know, the online store really is the juggernaut, like, like in terms of gross revenues, everything I've described all combined across 2 million plus sub channels, uh, uh, uh award-winning podcasts and all that stuff. All of that, uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't get close to the juggernaut of the online store because, if if you're just selling a thing that somebody somewhere needs, whether it's a gift or a commodity, and they can say, oh, I can buy this thing that I need and I can be supporting this thing that I like, they're going to tend to do that. But uh, so in this case, this year, I'm getting dinged on the store, but luckily, <laughs> luckily, we have everything else still yeah. running. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully it is illuminating for people, especially as I'm sure right now, as we speak in, in the last few weeks, people have been on online stores looking for things, seeing maybe not as new things as as many new things as they would expect, seeing sold out, seeing really long wait times that are pushing very much against uh, uh, Christmas and, and 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 putting everybody in in a uh, uh, scary feeling that it's not going to get there on time. Hopefully that is is this is why like this is this is a on the ground uh, spotlight on on why this is happening. And then, of course, the political uh, consequences come from that, because uh, uh, this is not just happening to to uh, wood for puzzle boxes. This is happening for everything up to and including vital resources like the things that you need to transport gas. Yep. Uh, and having said all of that, go to scamstuff.com. This is an ad. Ha ha. Gotcha. Get Brian. the new road blaster. Get the hell out of here. No, no. <laughs> And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, Politics, Politics is written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. This show was edited by Brett Stewart. If you want to thank Brian for opening his metaphorical kimono and telling us all about scam stuff, well, you can do so at px3guest.com. And I'll tell you this personally. Brian very much understands and respects when people say nice thing to him on Twitter. So please add on over there right now and thank uh, Brian Brushwood at px3guest.com. If you want to send us an email on this show, you can do so at theyoungamerican at gmail.com. On Twitter, it's px3tweets. And on Twitch, it's px3live. You can uh, share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, px3podcast.com. And of course, you can get physical merch for the holiday season at politicsmerch.com If you would like to give me a Christmas bonus, you can do so. paypal.me slash payjury P-A-Y-J-U-R-Y My Venmo is justin-young-20 Our cash app is px3cash If you want to send me something physical in the mail, you can do so. P.O. Box 153184 Austin, Texas 78715 And of course, you can always get our bonus content at takepoliticsseriously.com $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week covering all 
all the news that we miss on our free podcast schedule. $10 tier gets your name right at the end of the podcast like these fine folks in the Titanic. $10 tier. Idris Arslandian, DJ Katie Mack, Neemeister, Dr. G, Lord Scale, the Quince, Anile, Admiral Flapjack, Utah Jimmy Montana, Edmund Pluribus Unum, Pete Spicery, 70s TV salesman, a spy, D. Rayleigh, and vote for Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Zombie Doc, Edison, no mention on the podcast, please, Dot Com Junkie, DP4 Bongo, Jewish Lives Matter, 100 Mile Runner, Staff Sergeant Poopers, Double Gay Ranch, Pop Gold, Yield Pinball Shop, John, Snuffy's off Route 44, Super Zoomy, Neil, Charles, Darren, Olin, Angela, DL, Stephen, Chad, Miranda, Janelle, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, Richard, D Laser, Just Another Pilot, Middle Age Mike, The Gen, Will, J Pink, and Andrew. Hey, you want your name up there? You want your name here in the, the end of the show? Only one way to do it, bucko. And that's head on over to Take Politics Seriously. Dot com. End of the week. Running out of holiday weekends. So I hope you guys have a good time. Hope the weather is, uh, 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 you know, chilly, but not too awful. Uh, we have uh, uh, some great stuff coming up for you next week. The return of of political math, Matthias Shapiro. And we're talking all about Omicron, which looks like it is very fast spreading, but maybe not as deadly. Looks like we might actually have a, a confirmation on that. That would be extraordinarily good news, but. You know, we don't we don't know. We don't know for sure. So uh, uh, hopefully we will get. We will get good, uh, uh, good commentary from our boy political math. OK, till next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying some shows talk about politics. Others talk about politics and still more discuss politics. But this this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh. Dog and Pony Show Audio.